You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. It feels like only yesterday when we were doing a podcast. Was it yesterday? It was not. It was very close by. <laughs> we're um, on a... Five days ago? Four days ago? Was it? Yeah, of course. And what movie did we do? Black Mass. Yeah, nice. I, I usually can stump <laughs> Is this you the before the after the show discussion? Yeah. No, it was Howard Stern, which I zoned out on, so I don't know what it was. I was talking about um, <laughs> how uh, film stars don't like talking about how much money they earn. And some do and some don't, but most don't. And I always find it like, who cares how much you earned? I mean, people care, they want to know. But what if you say you Why got... Why not say it? If you say you got $3 million for making Mission Impossible 2... Who cares? <laughs> I mean, people do care because then somebody would be like, well, that's a piece of shit and I give you my $7, I want my money back. And um, like sports stars, more transparent, it's even it's even um, said like, oh, we just bought such and such for $10 million. True. You know, it's, it, you kind of know how much those players are worth. True. But movie stars just like to be all elitist and keep it to themselves. So, true, um, true. Yeah. I mean, who cares, really? But... Some people care. Not just you, just don't. even people in normal life don't like saying how much they earn, do they? You know, it's like some weird uh, taboo thing. When it, when who cares? It's just I make forty one thousand dollars a year. There you go. But I mean, it's like a taboo. But I'm just saying, I don't care. I don't understand why anyone cares. No, like I, I would understand. I think some people might be embarrassed if I won about if a million dollars in the lottery. Like I just give you the example. And then go to some function with family or friends or people it could be strangers, but somewhere in every group. Say I bring a tub of potato salad that costs seven dollars at, and I got the store brand or whatever, and everyone knows I won a million dollars at the lottery. There's gonna be somebody there who's like, "Great." There's also stingy, gonna be some stingy little bitch. I mean, you, she won a million dollars, and she's not buying all the food. Well, when you go out there and say I'm, I'm, I've won a million dollars, there's also people who want part of your million dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But um, as a as a movie star, most movie stars, we just know that they've got money, so. I mean, people just know that. If Howard Stern is out in public and he's got money, everybody knows he's got money. It's not that then, is it? It's not like he doesn't want people asking him for money because people just know he's got money. They're going to ask him for money if they want to. So, yeah, weird. Weird. So it Boring, is, kind of, but weird. It is um, not. It is not Saturday, April the 30th, after the show number 425. Did I uh, mention that we're on Google Play Podcasts? Couple we're times. actually in the app as well now. So nice. You can get this podcast right there. Uh, the movie we're looking at this week is Our Brand is Crisis. It's a 2015 movie. Uh, you can get it now. It's out now. It's from our friends at Warner Brothers, rated R for um, v- uh, language, apparently. Just rated R for language. There's an, an, a but. There's a but in it, too. Mm. One singular but. Um, so... Sid Talk, give us a synopsis of Our Brand is Crisis. It is about a political strategist, one of those people behind the puppets who are the candidates in every election, who diabolically designs your campaign, picks and chooses all the terrible things you do and say and how you schmooze everybody. It's about her after sort of a downturn and maybe a rethinking... Eh, she's not really rethinking anything, but... Um, She's just getting back into the fray her, after a break. Kind of, but not really. She's she's took a it, bit of a time off. Did you want to do it? Go ahead. She took a Go bit of a she took a bit of a time off. She's uh and she's enticed back in, really down to a sense of um she's kind of competitive and she gets dragged back she gets dragged back in like the godfather. <laughs> um so uh, I thought it was a true story, but it is not. Based on what? I don't know. I just I just thought it was a true story. I know based on what? Why? You mean uh, from watching it? I think the it? trailer or something. I thought it was a true. You know, I saw something that made me think it was a true story. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it's not a true story. No. But I'm sure it is stuff like this actually goes on in real life. Absolutely, hundred percent, and worse. Yeah, it's very clear. It happens in real life. So, what did you think of our brand is crisis? My first thought before we watched it, and the, from the time I've heard about this movie, I was like, ugh, I'm not interested. Just not interested. I don't know why I wasn't interested at all. And then it started, and I was instantly 
entertained and interested and I loved it. Absolutely loved everything about it from the beginning to the end. It won me over in, in that mood where I'm like, it's sunny outside and I could be outside doing my plans or we could be taking a bike ride, but we'll do our movie because we need to do the movie and that's the way I approached it. And then it was like the movie was saying to me, uh-uh-uh, <laughs> young lady, you're going to like me. And I did. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's a well-made movie. Well-made. Um, and it is. It doesn't take its too, itself too seriously. It's actually got a lot of kind of dark comedy in there. Um, there's some really funny moments actually. That mm-hmm. that Scoot Mc, Scoot McNary guy is that conversation they're having where he doesn't quite catch on what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's really there's funny moments like that that just occur. Um, so it's not. It's not like sometimes politi- I'm not. I'm not into politics one iota. I don't follow it. I don't look at it. I really don't care about it. So sometimes political movies lose me completely. I'm not interested. I'm bored of it, you know? I find it all very dull. But this, because it takes it from this different angle, which I can anybody can appreciate, because it's like the human angle of, you know, who's involved with... Okay, so this, the idea of this movie is, where is it? Bolivia. Mm-hmm. The The guy who's going well there's two guys going for the more than that probably but there's the two main guys going for the presidency they're both like like in real life that's happening mm-hmm. right now Trump and who Clinton and Bernie Sanders there's there's people going up for a job they're all bad and good in the ways you know they might have behind the scenes things which makes them look shitty they might have they might be you know really done really good things for society but what you have to do in this small window of this politic campaign thing is dress them up so they are only good and then try and make the other man look bad. So it's a competition. It's really immature, I find. Um, that's why I'm never really... It's silly, isn't it? It's a slanging it match. It is. Right now it's a slanging match, isn't it? Oh, Trump, look at him. Look at... You know, find something on Trump. Like, make him look bad. I find all that really... What it really does is makes everybody look like an idiot. Yeah, it's very because if you're going to argue like, about two part two campaign two people two candidates in any election, and if you look at these two and you hear some people doing a bit of political back and forth about it or their debates that they show and this bullshit that the emptiness that they say, and then the rest of us all start vomiting out the same shit. <laughs> it's just like makes you all look like a big joke. And I like what this film did because it shows you this behind the scenes thing. She, 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 and the and the Billy Bob Thornton character who plays the opposite opposite side, her on the opposite side. They're both puppeteers. He actually even mentioned, says puppeteer, and they are. They're pulling the strings of these candidates. They're saying, "Listen, you look better with your sleeves rolled up. So always roll your sleeves up. There's something about that." Or um, when you go into town, don't talk like this. Talk a certain way. Like mix with the people. Like sit on a motorcycle. It's all very like it's. The old-fashioned hold the baby mm-hmm. and get the photograph. So there's all that going on. Yeah, this is not new. No, it's not new at all. But because this isn't America, what we're talking about here, it, even though all people are the same. Yes. And you might... Are you saying England is exempt from this? No, it's exactly the same. Yeah. What yeah. I'm saying is uh, it's different. and it, it feels a bit different because you're in Bolivia, not a country you're familiar with. It's politics or anything. This movie doesn't really go into the politics, like what they actually stand for properly. But, That's the idea. Yeah, but what I really liked was because you're looking at it from these people's point of view, and it's morally off. It's morally off. Like Sandra Bullock's job is to do the job and make this guy win, but putting this guy in is possibly the worst thing to happen to the country, right? But you've got to do that as your job. I, somebody like that, I, I don't think I could do it. Like I don't think I could. Okay, so that you know, you put this guy in, that's your job, you're gonna get paid for it. Then you walk away. But once this guy's in, we all know that it's gonna be shitty. Because he's not not very good. Or what he stands for is going to make the people shit uh, revel uh, rebel. So it's a hard thing to you know, to be on like. So the but these two people, they just treat it like a game. Billy Bob and Santa Bullock. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a tennis match between them. Like, you know, I'll make you look shitty, you'll make me look shitty, we'll call each other names. 
but there's this respect between them because it's like a sport to them like a not I sure. like that I'm angle. not sure if it elevated to that but I like that angle that it was coming at and it made it more interesting than just a straight up politics movie which sometimes I just can't I don't know if you like politic movies as depends like I've liked some but there are others where I I was just like oh, like know. the campaign I never saw the <laughs> Will campaign Will no I might, I might like that one. I don't it know. Is, it is quite funny. I'll be honest. It's I like got, Will Ferrell. It's got like lowbrow comedy and shit. Is he like kind of actually... dumb? Like, well, is he the dumb candidate? Kind of. No, he's the he's the dickhead who the Galifianakis guy is going to run against. The is Galifianakis guy is basically like a Trump. Kind of. Right. Empty-headed and like terrible. But not the, not like, that naive. No, Will Ferrell. No. No. No, no, he's he's a jerk. See, I like it when he's naive, Will Ferrell. That's he has his moments, but yeah. the Galifianakis guy is the one who's the nice guy. Mm. So, is that his name? Galifianakis? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I like this movie a lot. Um, I liked what it had to say. I liked the ending especially. I thought it was quite powerful, actually, the ending. Um, if not a little bit melodramatic. A little. And kind of Hollywooded up for what is actually happening. Like, a, that, that could be a real thing that's going on there, but it's very... Ooh, I'm having it's a, movie a moment. Set. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's quite a interesting movie. Good performances from everybody. Very good, everybody. Like, and really I don't, I don't cast. like that lady. I don't, I don't like her still. But I, don't, I think you don't like characters no, that she plays. No, I don't her. like her. I she, think she's too theatrical. Did you not really like her in Compliance though? What it's undoubted we're talking about. Yeah, what was she in Compliance? She was the lady who ran the manageress of, of I don't the fast it. food chain. The one where the girl has to take her clothes off in the back. I mean, she was fine. That's the first time no, I ever saw her. it's the same kind of thing, though. Same kind of thing. She's over, over... She's the only one that bugs me a little. She's just too too theatrical and a little bit too overthinking of these one lines that she has. That's the only complaint I would have. And I don't like Scoot McNary at all, no matter what he's in. I really like him. I just think he's nice. just unpalatable to me. But as a group of characters... Works great. Yeah, I see. I can be won over in a movie, even though there are parts of it that, ugh, particularly performers who I just have no desire to sit and watch for two hours, but everything else around them made it all work. This was a fairly unsuccessful movie. I can see kind of why it would be uh, not a huge hit, even though Sandra Bullock's in it and people love Sandra Bullock and Billy Bob. Not everybody loves them. <laughs> I think. A, I think like a often a politics movie I, I have a certain sense of what a politics movie is going to be I'm not a fan of it so it doesn't appeal to me I didn't even know me. it was politics I, I thought, knew it was and that was a I had no kinda, clue no that was clue. kind of a hesitation I had I what that it. looks like to me on the cover is a famous woman who's like wants her privacy or some shit and there's some guy then behind her trying to do something about her public image yeah that could be possible yeah that's all or I can think. Or he's a bodyguard. Think. I think that's why. No, that's I was no because our brand is crisis is about branding mm. yourself or whatever. So that's what I thought, and that's why I was like, Ugh. so yeah. things don't bother me at all. And I think it's handled really well because it's exactly reflective of probably every single election that's ever been held ever since humanity discovered you, the are concept. Are these of, actually called spin doctors? These people is that like the slangy the political? Is that what one means? No. She, would she be? No, one? she's a political strategist. So it's just. She, you just hire her for this campaign, and then she. Well, no, just... you might keep her on as your political. There's strategy. a really good scene in this movie when she actually shows that she's a political strategist, and it's the one where um, he, the president guy, or not president, is is rehearsing his lines, and she, where she says like, "We've come, I've come this far, and I'm not going to let you fuck it up." Kind of, that that whole thing there, like. You're not gonna lose it for me. Yeah, he's like it's candidate. like my shit's more important than you being a president. Right. Like, I, like I'm I'm not gonna fuck. You know, that's interesting. I thought it was really interesting. Um, and it's skirting the line, like of, you know, you can, I, I couldn't root for this guy to be president because I, I, he seemed a bit like all like like a lot of politicians look out from the outside. I always think they look a bit hapless. What would happen if they got in? They're not going to be very good, are they? Like, it doesn't seem... And this guy, he's just, you know, he's going with the flow. He's People are telling him what to do. He's just doing it. I think you're misrepresenting him. He sound, he's, to me, he was always... 
He had I a plan. A, I have a plan. I am absolutely competent, and I know exactly what I'm going to do. I have to become president again. And I found him very commanding, but he's put into a game now where he has to present something different to hide his his actual ability to be a ruler, not necessarily a leader. He wants to rule the country and, like, find a way to benefit from everything that's going on in his country. I think it's I think I think to say he's hapless and all that doesn't make any sense. I was gonna say um, all. I was gonna say spoilers. But there's a good scene. Spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> it's just a brief scene where he's actually in the office at the end and the door's close that kind of man in like I'm a man in power. Look at me in my I see I thought it was different. I think it all of a sudden it hit him. What what have I done? Oh, I thought he no, was more No, he had a whole a, different look on his face. I thought he was more of a, look, at, I, I'm here now. No, because he, now, now he was looking down at the ground, and then he got up and looked out the window, and he kind of looked back over his shoulder, like, again, spoiler, like what she's doing. She's rethinking. Like, she's blinded by the end result, as was he. And now the end is here. Spoiler. We get what we want. Oh. But does what do it, I do now? Does this have a, happen? Do um, other countries hire Americans? I believe so. Because? Not just Americans. Well, th- this is all Americans, right? Um, I know, but it's not just Americans. Like, an American politician might hire a French political strategist because they want to campaign against somebody who, like, was accused of being a child molester. And you're like, whoa, if they can get that guy to win, then I want him on my team. I think it doesn't matter really what country they're from. It could be from anywhere. I also really like, there's some comedy in it. Like I said earlier, funny stuff. But the part where the llama, <laughs> there's a part where a Don't llama. Don't say it. Don't say it. But Don't what she anything. says. It, yes. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, I was like, oh, like that wasn't that funny. The actual thing. But what she said, I was like, oh, yeah, exactly. Um, so let's move on to the cast here. Sandra Bullock plays Jane. She's called Calamity Jane in the circles because she did stuff disaster. doesn't generally go right when she's around. She's- Not true. She's won a lot of campaigns, but near the end of her career was when she was having uh, drug, alcohol, and It shows and you at the problem. beginning. Like they, they, they set up the movie by she's being interviewed for t- a TV show. And uh, they show all clips from the newspapers where she's she's a bit... That was one of the things that, if there's anything that bothers me about this movie, it's a bit right up front of the movie. They put a load of stuff on her, like, oh, here she is doing the oxygen machine, here she is doing this, she's always eating this. And I that. like that. But I thought, and then it starts to melt away that stuff, so there's less of that, right? But I thought it was a bit heavy handed at the beginning, her falling down the steps, oh, like I in disagree. a slapstick way. That was just right. Did you? I didn't, mm-hmm. I, that's the part I didn't like. I, I thought it didn't fit with the rest of it, like it was. A bit too, like, ha-ha-ha, amusing kind of stuff, you know? I disagree, because if you think about as you, what you know from her, she had been on drugs, she had been a heavy drinker, she was in a very, like, commanding position, so she probably held it all together with just, like, smoking a lot of cigarettes and drinking a lot of booze. She's been free of all that for, like, six years. She's not been out of her house, hardly, or around anybody at all. She made pots. Clay pots. Yeah, That's she was saying, pottery, pots. yeah. yeah. Um... So I think that kind of being thrown out into the world now without any of her self-medication, without the security of her little house, without her making her pots, she's lost, you know, and she's gonna, she's trying to find any reason to put something between herself and everybody else. And she's actually really good in this. I mean, do you love yeah. Sandra Bullock? Is, it, I don't is love she her. one of your favorite actresses? No. Never she's has been for me. Either. I, really I think good. she's pretty average, like, generally. Um like speed and stuff like that, and people were like, "This is just an." See, this is a, my problem with this. I asked you before, name ten movies with Sandra Bullock, and we could barely think of five, and two of those were franchises. So the idea that you dislike her most of the time, we only have no. Very... I don't dislike her. I I think she's just middle of the road. Like, right, I'm not excited. How, we don't to have see a it. lot of stuff to go by. Right. Like, what do we really have? We have our Academy Award winning movie, The Blind Side. We have this, which is really good. I actually think she's more of a character in this one than she was in that. Um, and then you have Salt and Peppered over the last 25 years. What? What? You know, there's no accumulation like, like of said, actual... Miss Congeniality is what we can think but of. But she's good in those. And speed. She's not bad. She brings her own thing. She was younger, of course. So I think that we... Sometimes you magnify a famous person into a bigger career than they've actually had. Because if you think about it, 
she's Sandra Bullock. And it's just like, ta-da, Sandra Bullock. Well, like I said, name ten movies off the top of your head without thinking really hard. I mean, you go and look, and then you you go and look on IMDb, and you go, oh, yeah, of course she was in that. that. But, yeah, when you try and think. But they fade away, and it's not like a big prominent career, like year after year or every couple of years that I'm aware of. Where she stays in the public consciousness with all these different performances. So, she's one of those people Oh, gravity. That, true. Because that was one we didn't mention. You know why? Because that one I didn't think was that great. I really liked it. I know you did, but I thought it was kind of... I like the space part, yeah, but... Yeah, and she was fine, but her character was really boring to me. She seems to... Um, and George, this was... Mm-hmm. About this movie. Now, I'll tell you first. When I first well, started watching it, my first reaction was, I bet they wrote this part... For as George. a man, no, not for George Clooney. I don't give a shit about it. They did him. write this. They but I'm did, saying, I they, felt like as soon as I was watching it, I thought that. Like in the first two scenes, I thought, I bet this is supposed to be a dude. Because we don't see a lot of female political strategists anyway that I'm aware of. But let's put a different thing I've on I've never it. seen a political strategist on a movie. No, in life. In life either. I don't know any. I oh, they mention them any. all the time when you're talking. Oh, they do. Seeing it. Yeah, I, of course. I, well, that's, that's how much. So-and-so is like... That's Donald how much Trump's attention political I paid strategist to, um, is, yeah. It's politics. But anyway, it was originally written for George Clooney, who passed it up, right? I mean, I wanted to say that it was written for George Clooney, because people don't know, right? I know, so. but I'm saying that I got that impression without knowing that. Because it just felt like this is a person who... It would have been fine that way also. Oh, no, I think it's his way. Think, it would have been kind of blah that I way. I mean, it could have been, um, it could have been uh, Billy Bob Thornton in the main character, to be honest. No, um, it wouldn't have been as interesting. And it would have been, at all, it would have been a different movie, but I think it still would have been good. But they retooled the whole thing and made it a female movie, right? Like a... Um, it's more interesting, obviously. <laughs> right. Way more interesting. But, um... Yeah, so... Sandra Bullock. Um, one of my... I really liked her in this. I thought I think it was really um, good. And un- this movie didn't have much... It's not been really looked at that. I mean, people aren't like, oh, raving about this movie. And I think it's a bit underlooked, really. Absolutely. Because I prefer this to the blind side. I think it's a better performance. It's more of a performance, yeah, I there's would a say. Lot I don't to, know if it's better, lot, but... I mean, she's in this character. She's not being Sandra Bullock. She's got a lot going... There's a lot... It's a complicated woman, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton plays Pat Candy. You know what I think of him. I love him. Um, Blinded by the bald I think he's really good. He's, um, um, and in this... You know, Billy Bob Thornton does kind of... Well, aside from Sling Blade... Which is a uh, totally different, but he does play very similar type of characters. Even Bad Santa, you could say, is a bit different. But no, it's smarmy. Yep. Billy Bob Thornton, which is what this is. It's. I'd smarmy. ask you to tell me what you hang your hat on for this whole "I love Bob, Billy Bob" thing, but I know what it is. It's superficial. It's some of the characters are sort of outrageous. He doesn't have that much quality about him, except he has a quality about him. So I think there's. He a has difference. like um, even in Armageddon, where he plays the president. And he does that speech. There's something a bit commanding about him. Uh, even Pushing Tin, which isn't a great movie. Love Actually. Love Actually, where he plays the president. <laughs> um, there's something commanding about him to me. That speech he does in Armageddon. I know it's a silly film and everything. But he does a speech and I, I it always makes me go... <sighs> See, this is what I'm saying about <laughs> what you're hanging your head on. Because that's not good or anything. But obviously Sling Blade, I find that fascinating and an awesome performance that's where his Oscar right that's where he did when he's his Oscar winning that's that's it I mean but that's very different uh, he wrote that too didn't he it's very um specific isn't it's it it's a caricature yeah. of a character but, yeah but awesome like I mean it's really that's somebody going into a character and not being themselves it's you know so I, I love him I loved him in this he's watchable to me like I just I, like, I love it when he appears in a movie I'll put this out there I find him so unappealing like, as a man, he's not attractive to me. He's, his movements, his sort of self-awareness and up-my-own-assness occasionally kind of... I mean, I'm Billy Bob Thornton. Hey, I'm cool, but hey, look at me. And it comes through every single time. And I'm not saying it... It just... I don't understand the appeal. I think he's fine as a, as a performer, but as a dude, I do not understand the... Tell uh, that to Angelina Jolie. Well, she divorced him, so <laughs> I don't think... I probably would have a good conversation um, about that. How awesome was he in Fargo, season one? Yeah. He, he was really... Like, that was, that was a performance. It was different yeah. than the other... Yeah. It was more... Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I that when it when I I didn't know he was in. I knew they were making Fargo. I didn't know he was in it when he turned up on the screen, and I was like, "Oh, this is yeah, this is Fargo the TV show, not yeah. Fargo the movie." It raised. I was like, oh, "Okay, I'm in for this completely now." Uh, and he was amazing in it. He played this fucked up dude. It was very fucked up. So uh, thirdly, Anthony Mackie plays uh, Ben. We couldn't. Anthony Mackie plays a Marvel superhero. I thought he was called Bird Bloke or something. I was trying to think of his name. Like, I, I I'm like, Birdman, because that's my Even King. you listeners probably don't know what the superhero that Anthony Mackie plays is called. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but I think you wouldn't. And I was like, what is he? And we were trying to come up with it. Is he Eagle Man? Is he Birdman? Is he... What, what did you say? He I said Hawkeye, but that's Hawkeye, the other guy. Hawkeye, who's actually, some, he's actually the other guy. I don't guy. think he's Hawkeye. He is. Hawkeye is the one who's got a really good aim with the arrows. Hmm. Because Hawkeye's from Mesh. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. He yeah. plays Hawkeye. But anyway, Anthony Mackie plays Falcon. Not the Falcon, just Falcon in Ant-Man and Captain America. So um, what do you think of Anthony Mackie here? Neutral. Could have been anybody. Um, his style of acting reminds me of young Will Smith. He's got this very... He's real charming, like, mm-hmm. like immediately charming. Like, you just like, oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's very watchable. Him, yeah. he's appealing. If he'd been the Bobby Thornton, Bobby Thorn, Billy Bob Thornton character, I would have been more drawn to him. Yeah, I mean, he's charming in uh, as Falcon too. Yeah, I, I just, but I just think that role, that part, could have been anybody. It could. I, unfortunately, he doesn't bring anything that makes you go, whoa, that that character's really super interesting or anything. No, he's but just, he's qu- he's quality in a way. Um, competent in that one, but I like to see him just totally go out on his own with something. So, uh, Anne Dowd plays Nell, and this is probably what you don't... I, I like her, but I, um, she was in The Leftovers, what we watched. Um, it's a TV show on HBO. And she was so annoying. I know like you didn't like her, but I liked her. Like, you, liked her you liked her character? Not the character, but I liked how she pers- I didn't, because she's character. too much. She's too much. She's too much. She's too much. She's too much. She needs to be on a... St- what is she? She's too much. She needs to be on a stage somewhere in a theater where they let you... And she is a like stage an Over the top. Everything you do. Every movement that you make. And every facial expression that you do. And every way you... She just does that. And is she a bit Kathy crazy. Bates, you think? Uh, no. She does a lot of that. She doesn't do that all the time, but yeah. Similar, uh, kind of. So I like to you. She, she doesn't ruin this movie, though, even if you don't like her, right? She ruins the scenes for me because I don't like her. <laughs> uh, Scoot McNary plays Buckley. I, fa- I found some of the scenes with him really subtle and funny. Because of the material? Yeah. Not because of him. Because of the script, yeah. Also, could have been anybody and yeah. it would have been funny. Um, Zoe Kazan plays LeBlanc. She's the uh, translator lady. I didn't really get that character. I didn't. It, it seemed like... I mean, she's a young girl who can do a lot of internet investigating because she's the one who's like the PI to look up all the dirt on yeah. all the candidates. But she's un- under- you get nothing. Like, yeah. You get nothing about her except she speaks Spanish very well, so mm. she can translate. And sometimes you need her for a translator in, yeah. the, in the movie. But yeah. And another twist on a modern telling. Instead of I have this sleazy dude who's a PI in the background yeah. to go do my work for me, I've got this young teenage girl. But I mean, if she didn't exist in this movie and Anthony Mackie was the guy who did yeah, that, that I, would work fine that too. That might have been more interesting even. Yeah. If we'd shine a different light on him and he's really you know and then finally the guy who plays the president I'm never going to say that name right so you can go for that one which one? Uh, he's called Castillo the actual um, I think it's Joaquim de Almeida yeah and he's like a he's from Portugal he's a character actor you've seen in stuff because his face is very distinctive Um, and he, he was actually the baddie in Fast Five Fast and the Furious Five which a lot of you will have seen um, and he plays this guy, and I loved him like in this. I wish he just spoke Spanish more, because like because it's an American he film. He has a good Spanish voice. Yeah, because it's an American <laughs> film, he often spoke English to the to the you know because these lot are Americans. But when he was speaking Spanish, he was like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm with him when he's Spanish better, you know, because obviously he's a Spanish speaking actor. This is directed by David Gordon Green who actually directed Pineapple Express, which you would have... I watched, you probably didn't. No. Um, it's a stoner movie with Seth Rogen. There you go. Um, Two things I'm really And James Franco. <laughs> it was actually kind of funny in that kind of... I'm sure it was. B- bizarre way. Like, um, 
And then uh, he also did The Sitter, which I watched and you didn't. And you would have hated The Sitter because it's uh, your other friend who you don't like, Ugh, Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. Yeah. We've um, got a handful of people that just... Uh, Scoot McNary's climbing up And get ladder. this. Get this. This guy. And that other guy. Ugh. This guy, David Gordon Green. He directed Pineapple Express with people you hate. The Sitter <laughs> with the person you hate. And thirdly, Your Highness, which is with the other guy you hate, Danny McBride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so No wonder he had to have Scoot stuck in there yeah. that, and that lady. So he's... Yeah, he's doing better. So this guy's like a wacky comedy guy. He's That's all he's made. These three... They're, they're wacky, like out there comedies, and this is not that at all, is it? And this is really good. Like, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's coming from somebody who did Pineapple Express to me. I don't know. If that's a fair statement. People can direct. Steven Spielberg directed Jaws and Schindler's List. Well, those List. three yeah, movies. Think about it. Schindler's List and Jaws and Howard the Duck. So I don't think that's. I think that's sort of a no. I'm not trying to be offensive. It's a bit of a vapid thing to say. Well, like, I can't believe he did this when he did that. Well, no, I'm not being vapid. What I'm saying is, <laughs> you are. Um, when I wrote down David Gordon Green and then I wrote in brackets the three films that he'd done, I immediately I've seen all three of those films had a picture of what this might be. Like this might be an outrageous. I know, that's what I'm saying. It's a very superficial way to look at somebody and say, you did that, so you can't do this. You can't do anything else. But it is, though, isn't it? When you've seen three films from a director, no. and it's very similar. It's art, so everything, it's like every single one another one of those. Not necessarily. Could all be very different. But that's just our thought, so I... Um, that's just how you think. <laughs> no, I mean, that's just our thought. And this is not... If you've seen those three films, you probably... This might not be... This doesn't. If you've seen those three films, and they're your top three films of all time, Pineapple Express, The Sitter... And your highness, this probably wouldn't... not necessarily because people like all kinds. I'm of I'm saying stuff. this probably wouldn't. I, I know a person who would love those three films, and this film would be the most boring film ever for them. I can. I don't know if that's everybody though. No, but because um, I like the campaign, which is a wacky, weird one of those, and I like. This. I like this uh, route that this guy's taking, though. This is because this is a comedy. Don't get me wrong. There's comedy in this movie, but there's also human. Mm-hmm. Emotion and like darkness. This, this is. But if this wasn't spectrum. a success, he might not get money for his next project. He, may he might have to make no the way. Sitter Two next or Pineapple Express Two. So um, extras. There are one one extra. There are one extra. Just one. It actually says on the back um, special feature, and it's Sandra Bullock, a role like no other. For eleven minutes. Eleven minutes long, and Sandra Bullock talks about this movie. This they kind of break it down into different. Like featurettes, but it's all in one thing. But she has her dark hair instead of her blonde. I prefer hair. a dark hair look. <laughs> I said to you, she looks way young. Like. Of course she is. She's all airbrushed. Her makeup is the airbrush yeah, type. Yeah, it's very airbrushed, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, the make the use an airbrush machine now to put on makeup, and you can tell a woman can tell the difference between makeup that's been done like this, with sponges and hands, and makeup that's been like. Gently. And her hair was like super perfect. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're extensions though. She always has had. I don't, know. I don't know. But yeah, it's just an interview with her, um, and the, the director pipes up sometimes. You do get to... I mean, we, we learned about that, you know, this was originally for George Clooney, all that kind of stuff is in that featurette, so it's not really a making of. It's just a, let's talk about the plot and, like, where my mind was at when I was trying to be this woman. So, it's good. It's fine. But, but it's there's neutral. no commentary yeah. or anything else. Um, so, in conclusion, I recommend this movie. It's not my favorite movie of all time. It's you would have a- liked the commentary because there are moments in yeah, this movie would, yeah. where it's like huge mob scene with thou- it looks like hundreds of people probably in a, you know, with a certain vibe and a whole big action sequence that with buses and, you know, yeah, compared yeah. to the rest of it's a lot of talking and interpersonal relationship stuff. And it would have been interesting on a less lower budget to find out how they, and were they in Bolivia? Where were they filming? That would have been interesting. Could be anywhere, couldn't it, yeah, these days? It could be a... Um, well, no, because you could see the favelas and everything, so there were somewhere. Those are a few kind of... It could have been in Brazil. That could be CGI. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in conclusion, I, I recommend it. I think I it's a good drama slash dark comedy um, that deals with a subject that I would normally be absolutely turned off by and actually enjoyed. I say watch the campaign and this together. It'd be fun. Be a fun political night. And then Pineapple Express. Or uh, Wag the Dog is another one. You're one of yours is one as a campaign one. So, um, yeah. The Candidate. I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. I don't know that one. I think it's John Travolta. Maybe. So I recommend... I recommend... You recommend. I do? 
Um, so next week's Blu-ray review is James Bond 007, Inspector. We're going to be looking at that one. Woo! Um, if you want to enter a contest, go to aschoolie.com. You'll find one there. Movie recommendations. I am going with, on the subject of political movies that I've enjoyed, and there are very few. Number one, Primary Colors with John Travolta. I really... Oh, that's the one I was thinking I about. really enjoyed that one. I thought that was... It's, a, it's similar to this movie, actually. It's a similar tone to this movie. And my second one is Thank You for Smoking. It's not necessarily a political movie, but it's got that kind of vibe. And it's funny. Um, did you you enjoyed that one? I think too. Thank you for smoking. Yes, very much. Uh, it's not. It is political in a way. Um, but yeah, those are my two. Yours are. Mine. And going in line with telling you all the movies I've kept track of that I've ever seen, we're in the A's, and we've hit. I'm skipping a little section because this section looks more interesting to me. I've hit the section where everything starts with the word American. So we've got a few. American Beauty, American Gangster, American Gigolo, American Graffiti, American History X, American Mary, American Psycho, American Psycho 2, American Sniper, American Splendor, America's Sweethearts, an American Tale, and of course, an American Werewolf in London. An American Werewolf in Paris. (laughs) Did you you say American Sniper? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's more, but that just shows you when you look at the list. American Pie. Of art. I've never seen American Pie. Oh, you haven't? No. <laughs> That's why it's not on my That's list. That's a cinematic blind spot. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I don't think it has a name. It just means it mm. never appealed to me, and it never will. Um, so there you go. There's my section of American starting names of movies. And I'm sure there's more that I just haven't got on my list, but it's fun to look at a list, and all of a sudden you hit that. Like, I'm sure there's going to be a section of bad, 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 Santa, bad, this, bad, 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 you know? So it's kind of fun to, uh, it's kind of fun to make a list. I'm not a list taker, list maker for like daily to-do lists, but to look back on things I've done or things I've got, like my list of plants and my list of pots and my list of movies, my list of husbands. It's all very fun. (laughs) That's a short list at the moment. (laughs) <laughs> all right so uh games and a scully stuff this week um i've been playing one game actually metal gear solid 5 on the pc um not true what? not true oh clash royale yeah you I mean, that's, up, just, that's just woven into your dna now <laughs> I, I play that you don't even notice <laughs> i probably play that six times a day just on and off i love it it's not like even showing any signs of that oh i've been playing it for a few weeks it's boring which happens with mobile games for me I just usually go... Like the food one. Yeah. Well, the, no, you've hung in there way... With, with the Clash Royale, though, there is none of that. I just want to keep having a game. It's just a fun... Every single match lasts three minutes. You can fit them in when you're having a poo. You can fit them in when you're... Waiting for the kettle to boil. You can have a match. They're just the right length. Uh, you're so I'm making up. a face because there was a movie that was really, really good where a woman was a candidate for vice president. It's your woman from... The black and white movie, I believe. It's her. Joan Allen. I think so, remember? No. And she's a candidate for vice president, and they get some footage of her Primary party. Primary Colors. No, I, no. Know what, I know what you mean. Yeah, that one's really... I yeah. thought it was the candidate, but it's No, not. I know what you mean, yeah. It's a, it's a real dark kind of... Kind of yeah, they go after her and her past. I think, it, is it the... Con- no. And it's all hinged on because she's... Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. I can't remember its name. That doesn't the political one that's really good, but yeah. what the hell is it called? Was it Joan Allen? Yeah, so okay. I've been playing Metal Gear Solid Five on the PC. I've, I've actually played it all the way through on the PS4, but I got the older the PC version, and I want to say that the PC version's much nicer looking. So if you're looking for Metal Gear Solid Five, it runs really well as well, 60 frames a second, unlike the uh, PS4 version. So I would recommend it. Obviously, Metal Gear Solid, you all know what it is. The other thing, I've, we've not played it yet, but uh, we will be, and the third episode of Michonne, uh, Walking Dead... Uh, is out. Haven't they done well this time, Telltale? It was like, really putting good. Putting them out. I mean, putting them out in time. Yes. Like. Yes. Because I didn't even know it was coming, and like I know. Oh, there it is. Um, usually they they have some kind of delay, and like it's three months in between episodes, and then you're like, I don't even know what happened last time. I played it so long ago. So uh, we'll be playing that, and I'll talk about that next week. And third, this is not games. It's a scully stuff. We watched Game of Thrones, the first episode on uh, HBO at weekend. What did you think? It's good. It's good. I mean, I, I'm i there. Whenever it starts, I just let myself go. It is, I'm in it. It I'm is in easily it. one of the best shows ever to be on television. When I'm watching it... <laughs> you think? 
Yeah, when Some I'm watching people would it, find it's, it mind-numbingly boring. It's like I'm watching a movie every single time. Your friend would hate it, so it's not necessarily. He actually loves it, my friend. Which one? One that you're the saying fuller your one or the other one? The other one. Yeah, I'm talking about the fuller one. Oh, <laughs> he loves it. Does he? Yeah. He hates tiny things, though. No, he loves it. He loves. <gasps> See, it. it's turned him around. Um, and he listens to this, so he knows. But when I watch it. It's like a movie every single week. Yeah. They're, they're, it's so awesome to look at. Like, it, they, they film it in all these different countries. I did have to catch up, because I'd forgotten... Oh, there was a good catch up. Literally there. half of the thing. Not forgotten, like, I couldn't recall it at all. But I was like, oh, oh, this is more complicated than I remember. Like, so many things to catch up on. But uh, it was a good opening episode. It was a really good end. The, end, the very end scene was awesome. It's better than the recent seasons. Recent season of Walking Dead. Yeah, Fear the Walking Dead, actually, um, it's a funny one. Uh, no, The Walking Dead. Yeah, The Walking Dead, I I, I really like this season, cause it, but next season's the Negan season, is my favourite part of the comic, so I think I'm going to really love that. But we're watching Fear the Walking Dead at the moment, which is like the spin-off series, and it's really uneven for me, this one. Mm-hmm. Like, one, it was really good last week, and then this week it was just this, like, wandering around the beach. Bad plans, bad, bad fucking plan, plans. Yeah. We decided, we did come up with the... With the thing, observation that we've made, <laughs> that in the Walking Dead world, you know, the shit's hit the fan, Every, almost everybody's dead on the planet that we know of. We don't know, right? We've never gone anywhere else except where these little people can walk mm-hmm. and drive a little bit. But all the smart people are dead, apparently. Everyone who's an engineer or a scientist or a strategist of any kind, a person who can think about a plan and put it together in a good way that makes sense... Are dead or they're zombies. Like you might have scientists and farmers just trolling around like zombies, but you got Rick Grimes and dude on the motorcycle and Carol Daryl. and Daryl and Carol and Rick and it's like I understand they're trying to tell a story and they're trying to put everybody in danger all the time, but you can do that with good plans as well. You could have one scientist, one farmer, like somebody who knows more than just Whatever and I'm don't re- know. I'm rereading the comics recently, and the TV show is super dumb compared to the comics. The comics is way more... They don't go on stupid plans. And and the whole thing around them meeting Negan in this TV show, that just wandering around in the van and being stopped... At, yeah. That doesn't happen in the comics. And in the show, what it felt like to me was like, we need to fill like an hour? Yes. And then here's Negan. That's what I told yeah, you. That, it was like a waste I, of a show. It was like, hey, let's drive up this road and keep... Being like turned it's around. It's not menacing to me. I mean, it's creepy, but it's not like I'm getting, oh, it's hardcore, kind of scared. The TV I mean, show creepy. likes to really, like, stretch it out. Like, <laughs> yeah. like halfway through this season on the TV show, somebody mentioned Negan. And then throughout these episodes, it kept going, oh, Negan, Negan, oh, we're all Negan, 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 Negan. And you're like, okay, just fucking get to it. Like, get to Negan. <laughs> it's exciting after that part. But you're going to take a whole season to get to it. And, very similar fault back then, Herschel's farm. It just lingered on and on Prison and on. took and on. forever. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, please don't stop or, that place. Or we lead up to a thing, and then it's nothing. Then it's nothing, yeah. The wolves were nothing. The cannibals were nothing. The, yeah, that actually, one place yeah. was nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and then... Like, Rick, at the end of one of the seasons, turns around to everybody who's trapped in this railroad car and says, they've picked the wrong people to mess with. Well, three months later, when you go back to the show, it's like, kill, 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 we're walking again. Yeah. We're walking, we're walking. And I'm not, I love The Walking Dead, don't get me wrong. I love zombie shit. It doesn't matter if it's high quality, low quality, I'm in it. Because I I love the doom and gloom of the idea that you probably will never escape this circumstance, at least not in... For a thousand years, right? This shit's gonna be going wrong for a long time. I like that. And the way different people approach it. But this has become a meat grinder. And I get it to some degree, but I want a little more intelligence. Yeah, they really don't need to spend sometimes six episodes just Mm -hmm. stretching something out. Because they've got an end point. And they need to fill in. And they have these interpersonal And the audience isn't stupid. The audience sitting here watching a group of people where there's like 20 people in your little community... And eight of them are badass motherfuckers who can kill anything and they're not afraid of anything. That's Rick and his little troop. And in this episode, we're going to send all of them on a trip somewhere else. Yeah. So that will leave that, behind. That's like, what this season boiled down to. The Alexandria season, as I like to call it. It boiled <laughs> down to 
um, we'll have some soap opera in Alexandra, which which they did. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, look, somebody, um, what's he called? Daryl took off on his motorbike. Well, there's two episodes you can mess with now. You can... Just one. He'll meet Jesus. Oh, they go on that thing. They'll meet Jesus. They'll... I mean, that's fine if you're going to make a lot it of dragging seem intelligent. On like, there's a lot of, like, that whole thing you did there... It could have been a quarter of one episode. Like it, it's just... starting to feel like they know they need to meet Jesus, so we're making an episode to meet Jesus, and yes. we know we have to meet Negan, so we're we making can, a whole thing. We about can have that. a whole two hours. To I'll tell you what, there. the most dramatic was when, you know, yeah, that was like, oh, that actually got me because I really like that character. I'm not I, gonna spoil it. And as a comic reader, that thing happens, but not in that way. way. So yeah. like, it's still shocking. You're like, ooh, so. But what I'm finding rereading the comics is... Is this the Walking Dead podcast? Yeah. What, what I'm finding rereading the comics is the comics are much better written than the TV show. And Kirkman's involved in both. And there's no reason for that, is there? Because the comic has got to boil down to really good drawings yep. of action and choices and consequences, like people and, and action drawn on a piece of paper or on a computer screen with really good dialogue and descriptions of action, right? So that... That's your whole imagination is filling it in for you, basically. Like, you turn it into something that's not there sometimes, right? When you're reading a comic, it's two-dimensional. So you kind of, you need all the good dialogue and the interesting people and the... If you're sitting there and you're afraid of a guy Mm. and all you're doing is looking at a piece of paper, reading some words, that's impactful. If I'm watching a world that's being presented to me on a 61-inch screen... That's relatively three-dimensional. I can see into the world. It's moving pictures. I can see all the action. I need the substance as well. That might be greedy, but I need a little bit more. Now, that's why Game of Thrones, I think, it's not always super high-quality everything, but there's so much of this world that I just don't know. I don't experience that world that that's what fills it all in for me. I'm just... You know, I'm, I'm hooked on every scene because it's a new person, a different circumstance, a human drama, decisions being made. Like this last week when the, you know, I mean, yeah, shocked it me. moves around, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's, I see the Game of Thrones as like, there's like five or six different whole shows going on in one show. Like, I mean, it cuts to that well, one. Seven, because you got the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah. I think we're still working on that. So you never kind of, even if you're uninterested in one particular part, in about two more, two to three more minutes, we're moving on to something else. To be else. honest, I'm, you know, blind girl. I'm kind of like, okay, I get it. We're going to go somewhere with this. So those scenes are probably always going to be a little bit less interesting to me because I know they've got a, a goal to get to with her. But other than that, I'm in it. But what I... Um, Talk, going back to The Walking Dead. I was trying to get finale. Um, I, you know, I, I've said, I read the comics and Negan is my favourite part of all of the comic. It's just like the best, more, most interesting, what happens with it all is... And I was worried about the TV show, thinking like, it'll just be... Kind of, I think it'll be cheesy, like, the way they do it. You don't know, you only signed But after seeing his monologue, <laughs> he did it, yeah, he, he turns up at the end and does a monologue. And then something happens. That captures exactly what the comic is. It's it's. Yeah, but you don't know if that's going to carry on. I hopefully it will. Sure. I, I'm, I'm. I was. You're the eternal optimist. That scene, which is a, a big scene, I don't like what they did with it in the TV show. I think mm-hmm. they copped out a bit and just like you know another let's drag you on yep. for six months. But the acting of Mr. Negan, it, I was like, oh yeah, and they did the dialogue from the comic word for word. So. I like that. But yeah, who knows if it'll carry on and whether he will be Correct. as menacing, you know. So uh, yeah, that's the Walking Dead cast for this week. <laughs> and yeah, we'll play Michonne and we'll let you know how that goes. So um, what is for dinner, which is our... What is this section of the podcast? People probably listen to this and go, what? Why, why do we want to know what you're... Why didn't you just shut up after you were done talking about the movie? Well, originally we talked about the movie, we talked about video games. We, we became... We became? You know, become... We stopped eating meat about eight years ago, and that's probably around the time we started doing this thing, or a little bit shortly after that. And so I started talking about what we were finding that was vegetarian, you right. know, including like vegetable-based meats, quote-unquote, and milks that aren't milk and all that kind of stuff. We're not vegan. We're vegetarian. And so I would just mention things that I've cooked or that I made, and it just sort of went from there. And now I've... Uh, it's not like we're not into junk food, and I'm very round, so it's not like I'm a skinny little hippy dippy vegetarian or anything. You are a skinny dippy, skinny dippy. <laughs> <laughs> but 
It's still, it's just part of, do you want to cancel this part of the show? Did you want to unplug this section? No, I was just that some people must listen and go, what? why do we <laughs> well, want to know what you are Well, that's not that interesting doing? because tonight, because it's, I'm going to have time, we're going to have Jimmy John's. So it's not exactly like we've gone into Yum. health food world, Sounds but Jimmy. Jimmy John's has become my staple for the last couple of weeks. It'll phase, it's a phase. I'll, I'll go out of it. If it. Now they know me when oh, I pull up. I, I listened to an interview today on how it's done with Anderson Cooper, and he's a very... You know, his mum mm-hmm. mom was uh, Gloria Vanderbilt. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's his mother. I know nothing about No, him. well, his mother's Gloria Vanderbilt. And, and he had a very specific um, relationship with her. And it started guess with... Yes, she didn't cook. She, well, she fed him the same thing every single day. Right. Because it was what she could make. It was macaroni and cheese. Got it. it was... And now, as an adult, he eats the same thing... Every day. And it's the same. Exactly the same. He's got this... Yeah, yeah. So he eats... Uh, what did he say it was? It, let's say it's a Subway sandwich or a it's Jimmy not. John's sandwich. It's not. It's not. It's something very healthy. Like super healthy. No bread or whatever. But it's that exact thing every day. And it's a very specific time. And it's very controlled. And I can tell a, he's a very controlled guy. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> and that's the thing. And he said... He said to Howard, have you ever done that? And I was like, I do that all the time. That's all. I eat a chicken on a Wednesday and, I, you know, I have and a whole... And you admire this because you would be that way if you weren't married to a wife who gets fucking bored after eating the same shit every day. I can say as a bachelor in my 20s, when I worked and then got home, I had chip shop tea every single day. Like, chip shop tea would equal? Like a chips and pie, yeah. What's a pie in your country? Like a steak and kidney pie or okay. a meat pie or a chicken and mushroom pie. With some chips. It's a little pie. And it would always be that. Because like, mm-hmm. there was a chippy next to where I lived. So why not? On the way home, would I want to go in and start making stuff? No. It's about nine o'clock at night, so... And I go through phases where I want to cook, like crazy, and then it goes away. Like, right now I'm in a non-cooking phase because I'm either bike... We're riding our bike for three hours. We've been riding our bikes again. We did 40 miles we did just a few we did days. A, we did a long trip. We did trip. 20 miles and then 24 miles, which is awesome. Maybe I won't always be as round, but I don't think biking's ever going to make me not round. I like my Jimmy John's too much. Um, anyway, back to the food for having Jimmy John's. And uh, what's for dinner before we leave? I just said what's for dinner. I mean, Jimmy John's. not what's for dinner. What's your advice? <laughs> Are you Ron Burgundy? You're just yes. reading what you see. I am Ron Burgundy. You know that. I do read whatever it says. Sid Talk advice. Don't, Sid Talk advice. Don't quote things. Yeah, this movie reminded me of how much I freaking hate it. When I have a friend. Well, he's a, he was a friend in quotation marks from a long time ago from when I was in college he's you know guitar man living in the back of a house always poor always like scrapping to make a living and still playing guitar now and he's like 65 years old you know what I mean like he's just one of those dudes and he's always quoting like Nietzsche and and uh any of the other Socrates and Plato and like the Russian guy Tolstoyevsky I can't even say their names I'm not gonna quote the shit that they say and he does it all of the time. And now we have like two or three dudes at work. One is about my age. He does it. We have a couple of millennials who do it. But they're quoting bullshit stuff. Which is even more annoying. And I just think. When I'm hearing someone who's just saying. Well as so and so said. Or they'll say the quote and then they'll go. Well that was from so and so's book blah blah blah. On the whatever's nature of whatever. And I'm like. And so? Are you saying. <laughs> you agree. That's your thought on that? Are you saying you disagree with that? Is this, like, how do you incorporate that into your own brain? Do you have a thought of your own? You do realize that the person you're quoting... Are you saying you hate quotes? I don't hate them, but I just want to say, do you realize the person you're quoting is just a person? I tell you... They might have some different experiences and some different education and have a different view of life, and so they've written down some observations they've made and some conclusions they've come to. And now you're using that to define your own thing instead of, like, incorporating it and then, like, chewing it up and maybe spitting it out. How would you, uh, what would you think of... Uh, I followed Bear Grylls on um, Twitter recently, and I've noticed he is Mr. I, I give you a quote. Yeah. So here's... Um, now, inspirational An quotes, inspirational quote. Okay, yeah. I, I can't say that I love them, but I understand that more when I'm trying to put into words... A thing that I can't... Maybe I don't have the skill or the talent or, or the Or something words. from the art of war. Or, right. Like in this movie, actually. If it's something that motivates you, and it actually lights a fire in you, or you can use it as a mantra that 
like, oh yeah, I, I could never put it that way and that makes sense to me and now I'm incorporating that into, like, weaving that into myself. That I don't seem to have a problem with. It's the ones who just rattle off the really, quotes. I find those people really boring They drop Exactly, to. it's yeah. boring because if I wanted to read Nietzsche, I'd read it. Yeah. I don't. I've, I've, often they are trying to put their intelligence, like, like well, I don't know if it's in, they read so they've retained some stuff. But they're trying to go like, hey, look at what I can yeah, do. Yeah, I want to like, know how you processed yeah. that entire book of philosophy and how you incorporate that over the last 35 years of your like, life. Like, what's your philosophy, not what... And I it mean, can we, be the same. I'm not saying it can't be the same. You might come to similar conclusions, and then what Nietzsche said, or whoever... It could have been what Bill Cosby said, or what Captain Kangaroo said. I don't know. It could be anything. It could be from an Eddie Murphy comedy show, Right. If that thing sums up something about you and then you want to elaborate on it, we can go with that. But this thing of dropping a quote and then going, Nietzsche. I don't know why I keep saying Nietzsche, but it's the only one that I keep thinking of as that people. Or Art of War. Sansu. Sansu. And, you know, I just think. Or, or even it, like Shakespeare, Charles Dickens, whatever. Like, yes. People Broadening my skull <laughs> things. You know, Prince. People quote him a lot recently. Let's go crazy. I have no problem with that one. <laughs> so I'm not saying don't take what other people's observations about the world have, like, the meaning that they have to you. That's important. We all need to share. That's how humans pass on our understanding of the world. But also, you're a person. You're a person who lives 360 degrees in this world. You grew from nothing. You've lived every second and every minute and every hour and every year of this life, decades of your life. You've met probably thousands of people, looked at thousands of faces, heard millions and millions of words and other phrases from all sources. Don't limit yourself and think that somebody else's words represent all of who you are. Like, take them and, and stick them all together like a pastiche or like a collage and then stick your own stuff in there. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that's stuff. So basically, don't quote people all the time <laughs> and before we leave i just want to i should have put this in a scully stuff but horace and pete we're still <laughs> watching it um louis ck's new show if you're familiar with him um episode six what we just watched last night it if you if you like steve buscemi at all this is like a showcase episode for steve buscemi really not if you're like, oh, I like him and I'm, I'm sticking to him from Con Air, and that's the Steve no, Buscemi I like specifically. He, right. I mean, it expands on But that. his acting and how awesome he is. He, he is awesome. He, he's, like, it's an episode about him, really. And and there yeah. is the other episodes were not about him, but this one is. Everybody's getting their own little... And it's my favorite episode so far. Oh, not Stats. mine. Mine's the, the woman talking. She's right, mine's so this good. one, but it starts with him getting dressed. Like, it's a whole thing. Like, him going on this date... Him going to this family dinner, um, but it is so awesome. It's it's Steve Buscemi just like nailing it. Like it's like know. he's coming to some own conclusions of it about himself. Even there are moments when I don't know he's just a good actor. So you know yeah, and Fargo. A, don't forget Fargo. He's an amazing actor. Uh, and this just I you know this I've seen him in movies and he's fantastic. Yeah, Fargo. Um, Laurie Metcalf, I just have to say, Laurie Metcalf from Roseanne, she played Roseanne's sister, is in one of these episodes where she basically talks for the whole 40 minutes, mm -hmm. half an hour, whatever it is. 40 minutes. It's, you know, I like plays. I like going to plays. And that's what this is like. It is, it is anyway. And she just, it, she is so compelling. I just loved that one. That was my favorite. Laurie Metcalf. But um, the Steve Buscemi episode. And, you know, you've seen him in movie Ghost World, another one that he's awesome in. Um, if you like him as an actor, and I always have, since I very first saw him in Reservoir Dogs, that's the first thing I saw him in. Um, this was, like, mind-blowing to me. It was, like, his best work. Like, I've seen all his movies and everything, but this, this one episode of a comedy show, is the range he goes through. It's like, like, this is a guy just... I good. bet Louis C.K. was filming that. Going. I think there are a couple of moments when he's looking at him as he's if like, his own reaction was like, what? Yeah, he's like, I, I got couldn't... this he, guy. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, this guy's in my show. Um, yeah. But yeah, this Louis C.K. show is very... It's um, He's made it himself. It's only available on his website. Like I said last week, I'm not sponsoring it or trying to plug it or anything. I just think it is fantastic. Things come along on TV and stuff that are very special every so often. 
And I think this is one of them. Um, it is just... Your friend would also be bored with this, don't you think? I think probably, yeah. But if you like Louis C.K. and his observations of the world, which is what it is, it is fantastic. And the cast, obviously, amazing. So let me remind you about our website, sayschoolie.com and sidtar.com. Catch us on Twitter and Facebook. And catch this podcast on the new Google Play music store. So go in the Google Play app or just use it on the web. Uh, you can find us in there. Just search for After the Show. iTunes, you can always find us there. You can find us on the RSS feed, aschoolie.com slash podcast. Subscribe with anything you like. Email feedback to me at aschoolie at aschoolie.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She doesn't really care about you. <laughs> and um, stay classy. Uh, I'll give it to both of them. Sandra Bullock and Billy Bob Thornton, both great in this movie. Good movie. I agree. And I'm going to say think for yourself or someone's going to do it for you. <laughs>